0: G'day everybody and welcome to another episode of This Week in Crypto. My name is Craig Cobb and I'm one of the founders here at TraderCobb.com and I'll be bringing you some of the headlines for This Week in Crypto. First things first, a bit of good news to kick the week off or to end the week, however you may want to look at that. Apple co-founder predicts Bitcoin to hit 100,000 US dollars. Now this is a wonderful sight to see, but... Let's water it down, unfortunately, just a little bit. The co-founder of technology giant Apple has predicted that Bitcoin will more than double in price based off market speculation alone. He said, just recently, I think the Bitcoin is going to go to $100,000, said Steve. Sounds weird saying his name is just Steve without the Wozniak bit, doesn't it? He said this, this is the watering down bit that I think is really important to note. And as much as I am on board with Steve, he does not suggest a moment in time or when that will happen. I don't know where I got that theory. I can't put any mathematics to it. I just really feel it from all the interest in crypto. So obviously Steve, as I'm going to refer to him from now on, is uh, is a believer in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and digital assets. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I believe that there is a lot of interest, a little, a lot of, not a lot of hype right now, but definitely a lot of interest, which will lead to further increasing in price as to when that happens. Well, Steve's like me, he's just a guessing man. Until I get something proper to look at, some proper strong trends across weekly, monthly and daily, I shall just be waiting. I think it's being used a lot these days to rip people off. We're in a bit of a sour great moment, Steve said people will say, I'll start a crypto. I'll hire an engineer that knows how to create it. And I've got a celebrity to back it up. And we will put it out to Kim Kardashian coin or something like that. And as I see this happening all the time with the founders of these coins pull out millions of dollars right away from investors and say, I want to get in quick when it's young because it's going to grow like Bitcoin and make a billion out of pennies. And there we have, Steve, wrapping up what a lot of cryptos are and I suppose, I suppose the really unfortunate part of that is that he is absolutely correct. I think he's correct in both pieces of material that he's spoken of. I do believe we'll see Bitcoin go over 100000 US dollars. I also do believe there will be many, many more people that are creating coins, primarily for the reason to rip people off. And therefore, there will be many more people that do get ripped off. You see, we get this beautiful asset class that we've heard many stories about that has made many millionaires and billionaires around the world in a relatively or extraordinarily short period of time. So naturally that is going to prick the ears of many people. And of course you go into the news cycle and typically what they're talking about in, in you know, like this is Channel 9 News, a, a national news channel here in Australia. Uh, typically what they'll do is they'll highlight these sorts of things. You know, I got interviewed recently for something like that with the Daily Telegraph or whatever it was about crypto millionaires they're not really that interested in talking about what it is that's going on with the space or education around what is real and what is not and what to look out for. It's always those clickbait type headings, titles, and and stories that capture people's imagination, which drag them in with absolutely next to nothing idea of what's going on. And of course, the wolves will be there to take their money. And it's a sad state of affairs, but again, education is the absolute key. And, um, Yeah, uh, it's it's not just you know, it's not exclusive to cryptocurrency and digital assets. People getting ripped off. It's just that it does happen in this space too. Whatever there is money, there will always be scammers. And one bitcoin is currently worth just over forty-one thousand, according to this article. That was when that was written to give you a bit of insight into the timing of that article. So, Steve, hundred k, you beauty. Let's get there. When? Huh? We'll keep an eye on it. Good news for me mate, Joe LeBan, the fellow who I, um, I've done the only, I think I did the first and only exclusive interview for Sky News with Joe, a couple of years back, back in my heyday. Microsoft dives into Web3 with investment in Ethereum co-founder's startup Consensus. Consensus has raised $450 million in a funding round backed by the likes of Microsoft, SoftBank, and Temasek. The investment more than doubles Consensus' valuation to $7 billion. Joe was a part of the original team that created the Ethereum project, network, whatever you want to call it, and now has gone on to Consensus and has been there for quite a considerable amount of time. Now, whilst Ethereum obviously is to be built on, uh, consensus is one of those programs or one of those businesses that are helping to build on it and understand it and make it all work. It marks a rare crypto related bet from Microsoft. The company previously led an early stage investment in Palm NFT Studio, a startup also co founded by Lubin. So it appears that Microsoft are investing into pedigree, people in business with business acumen, now ability, and knowledge, as opposed to just going out there and buying their cryptos from whatever which seems like a very smart and normal move uh, from a massive firm like that to back a a horse in the race who is very well regarded. It's a term that has attracted a lot of character and money in Silicon Valley. This is Web3, by the way. Uh, Blockchain startups raised a record $25 billion in venture capital funding globally last year, according to CB Insights data. Other tech giants exploring Web3 include Facebook parent Meta, and Twitter. Consensus said all the proceeds from its latest round would be converted into Ether. The funds will go towards hiring 600 more employees, a redesign of MetaMask slated for release later this year, and building out Consensus' growing NFT business. Now just weighing in on Web3 hype, there's been a few things, a few people coming out having a bit of a poo-poo about it, mainly Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey. Musk and Dorsey have both sort of, well, Mask is sort of leaned towards Web3 being a bit of a buzzword, and Dorsey is more concerned about the centralisation of Web3 being owned by major corporations, so therefore being centralised entity, not a decentralised entity. So the reply back from Joe is this. What Jake may be concerned about is how a small number of VCs are grabbing the lion's share of equity or tokens and many of the best projects, Consensus CEO said. I'm not concerned at all. Decentralized protocol technology is anti-fragile and is a global community, Lubin added. The community will interpret centralization as a suboptimal and opportunity and will relentlessly decentralize. So there you go. Something good there for the Consensus team and our market overall. More big money from big business coming in. Argentine Congress approves IMF debt deal that would discourage crypto usage. The $45 billion loan was approved by the Senate on Thursday night, one week after the Chamber of Deputies passed it. Now, hmm, hmm, the International Monetary Fund, hmm, saying that they don't want people to use crypto, hmm, I wonder what motives they may have. Well. The Argentine Senate on Thursday night approved a debt deal of $45 billion with the International Monetary Fund, linked to an agreement that includes a provision discouraging the use of cryptocurrencies. This article wraps itself up so beautifully well if you wait for me just for one moment. The provision entitled Strengthening Financial Resilience says, to further safeguard financial stability, we are taking important steps to discourage the use of cryptocurrencies with a view to preventing money laundering, informality, and dis- Intermediation. That's a big word. So whenever we hear anyone speak negatively about Bitcoin, it's about money laundering that's always thrown in there despite the fact that it is such a small drop in the ocean compared to the US dollar, but hey ho, they keep on clinging to that. Now as the IMF wants to see cryptocurrencies not used for obvious reasons, they've got their own currencies that they wanna have used and they get interest on those currencies and they control the world through these currencies. To a certain extent, I'm not getting all conspiracy theory, that's just sort of the blocks that build the IMF house. But how about this? The Latin American country which recorded year-on-year inflation of 52.3% in February coming to a country near you has become one of South America's leading crypto hubs in the region. Stablecoins purchases increased sixfold in 2020 according to information provided by local exchanges. Now let's just rewind that for a second. IMF says we'll do a deal. We don't want you to use cryptocurrencies. The... Inflation is 52.3% for Latin America in these particular countries. That therefore has pushed these people in this nation to take on stable coins. Why? Stable coin, (laughs) Um, which is what they're doing to help themselves. The IMF does not want people to help themselves. The IMF wants to help the people themselves. So you can see here, you can see big guy saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then the people going, yeah, but what other options have we got? Sit here and get absolutely toweled by inflation? No, thank you. I'm going to take matters into my own hands because there is this thing called cryptocurrency. So in one singular article, you can see why they don't want them to do it and why people should have the right to do exactly what they are doing in these South American countries. Good on you. Bitcoin risks final bear market capitulation as rich investors continue sell off, says analyst. Now, I take these analyst pieces as a pinch of salt. I really do. And uh, I think everybody should. Yeah, I analyze the market a lot too. Um, You know, you'll see me on my YouTube and all that sort of stuff that my scans and my team scans, we're analyzing the market. But we're not doing it to work out where it's going so much as we are looking to find trading opportunities within that small period of time. I'm not one to pick tops, I'm not one to pick bottoms. I do take profits and I do buy in, but I am careful. I do not try and pretend that I know where the top is or the bottom is. So I do take these little snippets with a grain of salt. However, the thing is, is that this has got a little bit of a different spin on it. Now, uh, the room for another Bitcoin drop, a metric that signals when inexperienced traders sell to experienced traders during a BTC freefall, which typically coincides with the market bottom. And this is something that Wu has called um, uh, cost basis. That's what he's called it. A cost basis underwent significant dips during the previous bear markets, also before strong accumulation took place, as shown in the chart below. Interestingly, Bitcoin's ongoing correction from 69,000 in November 22 to around 39,000 in March 22 has not resulted in a massive drop in its cost basis. Now, for some reason, that means something uh, that we may see further downside. And whilst I don't understand the the on-chain data that... uh, that we was talking about here, I won't discount it either. I'm always looking to learn and so should you be. For example, it noted that addresses that hold as much as 10 Bitcoin have been accumulating the coins in the past 30 days. And this is typically what we do see here and what does make sense to me with this little uh, section of text here, that when the market falls, often people panic that don't have a, a long-term hold on the market or understanding or haven't been through a bear market before as they are selling, it allows us to be buying more Bitcoin at a lower price because we believe that we will see it increase in value over time. That does make sense. But at the moment, they're talking about the fact that Bitcoin is actually being sold by some whales as well, which doesn't come as a major surprise to me, considering that there is a lot of profit out there and people that are intelligent um, and I shouldn't say that in, no, this is not the only thing to do, but people that are intelligent that would like to realize some of their gains, realize that they will need to take some profits to sell some Bitcoin for them to move into other markets or buy a house or a car or whatever it is that makes them happy. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with taking profits along the way. Bitcoin is most deflationary in history. Meanwhile, another metric dubbed LTH inflation, deflation ratio, is also corroborating the aforementioned theory according to ARK Invest on-chain analyst David Purell, who I've spoken of before. In detail, Bitcoin inflation points to LTH releasing their Bitcoin into circulation faster than the natural sell side of miners. Conversely, deflation suggests that LTHs have, and uh, that stands for something like, um, what was it, long-term holders, that's it, Have absorbed a proportional amount of the minor sell side every day, alongside the outstanding total supply. Now, again, coming back to the analyst uh, view on this, there is no strong, and he's done a good job in in that sense. You know, he's not saying we are going to fall lower or this is the bottom. Um, He's just noting a couple of things that he's noticed in his own analysis that suggest that we may not yet be at the bottom of this Bitcoin fall. Either way, I'm pretty happy with what's going on and what the future holds. Feds recover $500,000 for elderly NC man. I don't know when it, where NC is. A uh, victim of crypto scam. Asheville man sent 12.16 Bitcoin to scammers posing as federal agents. Now, Half a million dollars worth of cryptocurrencies belonged to a North Carolina man, there you go, has been recovered after an investigation by the United States Attorney General's office. That accounted to $574,766, which is really great. He got it back. Not many do. Thankfully, in this instance, the fraud was detected quickly and the stolen funds will be returned to the victim. Unfortunately, the majority of these cases do not share a similar ending. So again... The urge, I urge everyone to learn how to spot imposter scams and help warn others. I bring you something on the fraud side or the hack side every single week. And the reason that I do this is to continually bring to the forefront of your mind, and you might be a very new viewer, if that's the case, hello and welcome, to understand that there are bad apples out there. You do need to be up on top of what's going on. You do need to put time in and research. This is your hard-earned dollars, please, please. Be careful with those. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of our week in crypto. My week has been really tough. I have had COVID all week, still do. Although well, no, I don't, I'm negative, but I'm still a bit tired. And uh, sorry if my enthusiasm waned at the back end of this if you do like this content, I ask a couple of things. The first and foremost would be please share it to your friends and family and the groups that you're in to help to spread the word so that we can get this out there to the people. Secondly, if you go to my website, tradercob.com, for which the, the link in descriptions will be below, you'll be able to get yourself onto a very free course where you can learn all about how I enter and how I take profits and how you can change your trading and investing around if you need it to be that way. Guys, have a fantastic weekend. Uh, Hopefully I'm back and bouncing off the walls again next week. This has been This Week in Crypto, and you have a great weekend. Bye for now.